Hey guys, you're listening to the JK Experience, where we train leaders to live a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. My main man, James, is back. James Rivera. JK. It's good to see you, dude. It's good to be here. We I know been, I always say that, but I, it really is good to I be know. here. We, uh, you know, I don't know. I think I, we, we repeat this all the time, but we were just kind of passing each other in the hallways. Uh, and uh, some of the time, most of the time, our doors are shut because yeah. we're in meetings and life is going on and life is busy. Hey, let's face it. We've got stuff to do and we, we just can't be messing around on the podcast all day Amen long. to that, dude. That's exactly <laughs> right. You know, th- I'm so glad you said that because, uh, you know, one of the things uh, that I've struggled with over the years um, and I've kind of come to grips with this, and this will be for another podcast, uh, to be honest with you, is, you know, I listen to so many uh, thought leaders, and I listen to so many um, uh, people that are uh, known in their space, and, they're, and they are um, the voices in, in the mm-hmm. space that we follow, right? And then when you start doing research on them, and it's just like, okay, so, but where did you build, like, where'd you get your authority? You know, because a lot of them didn't have businesses. They never grew businesses. They just all of a sudden got into it. That was a career that they wanted. And, you know, they're like, well, you know, my purpose is to, I want to really inspire people. And I'm like, yeah, but like, what have you created? And, you know, so I I will tell you. So we'll we'll talk about that at another episode. But it's been a really interesting uh, evolution in my life to to be okay with those that have said, hey, listen, this is what my life purposes is to inspire the people. And they really haven't done anything in the past to, uh, to legitimize, uh, why they have authority in that space. So kind of interesting. Now that is interesting. I'm looking forward to that because I have, I have some thoughts on that. Yeah. Okay. Love it, dude. Well, we're not going to talk about that today. Okay. So, so can um, we talk about the book? We, Oh dude. Yes. We most certainly <laughs> can talk about the book. I love talking about the book, man. Uh, it is out there. It is on Amazon. It is on B- Barnes and Noble. It is uh, on our website. You can go to the website. I mean, it is uh, man. It is, it's awesome. This is fun. Yeah, hard copies are showing up. I'm. It's funny because I'm. I'm seeing it on like Facebook. Uh-huh. Different people posting that they've that they've received their copy yeah. and they're excited to read it. And uh, one gal uh, said she was going to take it on her beach vacation. Yes, on her beach vacation. So I'm yeah. excited about that for her. Yeah, we're. It, it's been fun, man. I tell you what, it's been uh, the feedback has been amazing. Um, obviously, very uh, humbling as people have read it and and picked up picked up the book. And uh, you know, the thing that I just constantly starting to hear back from people is, man, I had no idea. Uh, about you. And uh, man, I, 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 I relate to you in so many ways that I never thought were possible. So that's been really good feedback. And, uh, and, and one of the things that's really kind of cool too, is, you know, most books, um, you know, when you, when you purchase a book, you, you know, maybe your spouse might read it, but maybe not, you know, mm-hmm. you might have a friend or two that would read it. And, and, and what I've seen in this too, is that uh, this, when, when parents are reading this book, they, their children are reading it. And I love that. I really, I, I absolutely love the fact that I, that this book was written so that it, uh, it could impact children as well too. So I know a couple book reports have been uh, done on it as well from, uh, kiddos. And, and, uh, of course, obviously it's just, uh, it's just the more that that message can be put out there, I think the better it will serve. So that is cool. I never even thought about that. You yeah. know, when you were in this whole process, that never even crossed my mind yeah. that some child somewhere would be writing a book report on this. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and I think in the earlier versions, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> I would tell you, you know, once again, we edited a lot of this book out and uh, there was one point, I think I must've gone through, uh, you know, one stage in my life where, man, I was kind of cussing a lot in that book. I just, because I was trying to get that message out mm-hmm. there and I was trying to find my voice to be honest with you. And uh, there are only two cuss words in there and they're at the end of the book. 
uh, and uh, they're the S word. So uh, I kept my dad proud. Oh, that's <laughs> I good. Didn't, I didn't do anything more happy than that. That's good. Yeah, you you don't want it. I mean, you want to keep it as PG as possible. But I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, it's it's written a lot around your professional career as a sure. as a pro athlete, right? Yeah. It, I, I I don't imagine that locker rooms are the most PG places in the world. Exactly. And when you're on the mound, <laughs> there's oh, only sure. one way to get your frustration out there, especially after someone took a yard. So there are usually a few choice words after that. But, I'll bet. Uh, no, I mean, I was really proud of it. And, you know, uh, my my son, uh, Brady, uh, last week had said, hey, Dad, I want to read your book. And I was, you know, and I wasn't going to put the pressure on any of mm-hmm. the kiddos to do mm-hmm. that. And uh, he's, no, no, I, I want to read the book, man. I'll, I'll bring it to school and, and I'll even share it. So I love it. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. that's great. That's great. Well, so sp- speaking of which, I, I know I know sometimes I like asking the questions that, that come up or, or that people ask you or that, that just come up around the book. And one of the things that, that's weighing heavy on my mind is you talk a lot about routines yeah. and how important they are in your world. Yeah. So what, what do your routines look like? You bet. Um, well, first of all, I'll just say that, yeah, routines are the things that help save me uh, and where I was at in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had no routine. Once, once the game was over, you lose everything that you had created as a routine in your life. And, you know, when you don't know the greater purpose of <clears throat> what you're supposed to be doing with your life, you know, routines, like they're, they're hard because you don't really, you don't know what you should be doing on a regular basis, on a daily basis, how often, how long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through the evolution of, of myself personally and my leadership. And then of course, as the companies were growing and as we were establishing even more companies, man, oh man, I had to, I had to really develop a routine. I had to develop a morning routine first and foremost to get myself out of bed you know, a, a quick story on this is when I was in, when I started selling real estate, when I got into the industry, I remember talking to my wife and she was a RN at that time. <clears throat> and so she, you know, she had crazy hours and, and as you well know, mm-hmm. uh, with your fiance, uh, she has some pretty crazy, interesting hours. And I was like, babe, man, if I ever show up to the office before nine o'clock in the morning, just shoot me. Like I don't want that kind of a job. Is that right? <laughs> yes. You know, so uh, I was like, man, did I really say that? Like that was the, my, that was where I was at though in my head. And, um, you know, it was years and years afterwards that after I started getting coached and getting mentored, where as I started looking at successful people and people that inspired me, I wanted to know what they did on a daily basis. Like, what was their makeup? What was the foundation that they um, that they were living so that I could repeat it? You know, I wanted I, I wanted to duplicate it. That's all I wanted to do. And so I got these morning routines in, and and so then I discovered, okay, I should be doing this, this, and this, and this, right? And here's the mistake that all of us we we do make. There's no doubt about it. We do make this when we start to uh, repeat somebody else's routines we lose our identity in that. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a great starting point, okay? It's a great starting point. It's something we go, okay, this is good. Change is good. You know, um, uh, having disciplines in our life, that is healthy, right? But what ends up happening is that we are doing what fills their cup. We're doing what they are inspired to do, and we lose what we are inspired to do. We lose what really truly fills our cup. And I can't tell you how many conversations I have with people that I mentor and coach about, hey, what is it? that inspires you? What is it that fills your cup, right? And when we talk about the word cup, we don't really put it into 
tangible terms for us. You know, we don't, we think of like, the, I, I think of a coffee cup, right? And sure. I think of that just overflowing, but what does that really mean in your life? Well, when we say cup, it means like, what is, what is overflowing in your five foundations? Like what does it overflowing look in the faith that you have, the faith that you have in yourself? What does it overflow when, or what does it look like when your family and that relationship is, uh, is overflowing, your marriage is on fire and it's overflowing. What does it take to have that part of your life overflowing? And so my morning routines have really been centered around that and they change all the time. I love change when it's my choice. Mm -hmm. I love change when I get to direct change. And if you go to uh, Josh Kalinowski on YouTube or you even go to the website, you'll see that we created some morning routines. We did this months ago. And I will tell you that morning routine that I was doing for that chapter in my life is different, completely different now, right now. Sure. And that's a good thing. That's a heavy and a healthy thing because what it means is that I evolved. Like I changed, I grew, I identified that was no longer serving me because now I can go even more intentional in depth into the things that fill those foundational cups in my life. And so my morning routine right now, honestly, is making sure that I get Brad Davidson, who is, um, we interviewed on the podcast. We're going to be releasing his here in a couple of weeks. He also spoke to our leadership team this mm-hmm. year. He spoke to our group of Kingsmen as well, too. And one of the things that I was struck by and it was awesome is that I realized I could not function off of six or less hours of sleep. I just, I wasn't created that way. And honestly, 99% of people were not created that way, right? For sure. And I had, I had convinced myself in order to be a great leader that I needed to stay up late, super late, you know, and then get up super early. Like that was what it took to be a great leader. And it was awesome to have Brad in as an authority in that space. Mm-hmm. And he allowed me to give myself permission to say, no, I really got to make sure that I got at least seven hours to eight hours of sleep every day. So I do that. I look at what time I go to bed and then I say, okay, according to when I go to bed, I've got to get at least a minimum of seven to eight hours of sleep. This is when I'm getting up the next day. And I also have to reverse engineer it too, knowing that, hey, listen, I got to get up at, you know, next, I got to get up at six o'clock tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What time do I got to go to bed tonight? Right. Yes. So that, I mean, it starts literally that the night before with my, my morning routine starts the night before my evening routine. And I know I'm being a little bit vague, but those are the high points right there. Like you have to be able to adjust the things that are filling your cups, the things that you want to do and need to do on a daily basis. So I hit every morning, I do hit one of the, I hit multiple foundations in my life. So I hit my faith. I hit my family bucket. I hit my fitness bucket, right? And then I usually typically hit also my future bucket as well too. So I'm always working on something that is gonna indicate that's going to help me in the future mm-hmm. in one of those areas of my life, right? And then the evening, what I do is I I start doing a I do a brain dump. Um, this is something I've added to my routine here recently is because I don't know, you know, how many times you would go to bed and you just have all of these thoughts. And of course, and then you wake up at three o'clock in the morning, like, oh my gosh, I forgot to do this. I did, you know. Yep. So I just brain dump as much as information as I possibly can. I do my journal. Mm-hmm. I do what's called my pill. So I do a, a thing that's an acronym to the name pill. Uh, we, when we talk about that in Kingsman, I, so what I do is I go, what's the painful thing I did today? Like what was the healthy, painful thing that I put myself through that is going to help me grow? What's the intentional thing I did today? What is the thing that I've been super lazy at in my life that I actually did today? And then what's the thing that I loved doing today? So it's kind of like my gratitude is my, my ability to understand I did actually do something today. Mm-hmm. How many times we go to bed and go, gosh, I don't think I accomplished jack crap today, yeah. right? 
And so I was able to do that. I was able to I, I do that brain dump. And then I just kind of journal through, of course, just what's going on in my life. What's going on in the emotions that I'm feeling today? What, what did I fail for that matter? And then how am I going to move through that and get through that? Um, and then, uh, you know, once again, I just, I work on one of those foundational pieces. I love to read in the evenings. It helps me, helps me calm down, helps me, um, uh, get my mindset right as mm-hmm. well too. Uh, and then, and then I might even just do a little bit of work on something that's, um, my, what we consider my flame work, yeah. you know? So Monday nights, it's always getting prepared for the Tuesday office meeting talk. And I love working on that, man. I, cause I know that I get to work on something that just inspires me Sure. and uh, hopefully that'll inspire other people. So, um, so yeah, so my morning routine my, uh, and my evening routines are super, super important to me. Um, and they are constantly changing. No, that, that is that help. No, that was okay. First of all, that <laughs> was a prep, lot, right? That was yeah, a lot of information. I'm looking at the time. Like we could have just made a podcast out of that question. <laughs> not, not an option. We got, we've got more to talk about, but I want, I want to touch on this. Like, I love the fact that you kept kind of coming around to those things that you were passionate about and those yeah. things that you, that really get you out of bed, pardon the pun, but get the things that get you out of bed in the yeah. morning, right? Yeah. If you're not, if you're not focusing on something like that to pull you through your day, why in the heck even get out of bed, right? right. Yeah, so I, exactly. I love that. I love that everything's kind of centered around that. And the fact that you keep going back to those brilliant. I love that brain dump thing because I think we've all done it. We've all been laying there in bed and our eyes pop open and we're like, oh, I forgot to do this. Right. If you put it all out there, it's not going to wake you up at 3 a.m. Right. So that's, that is awesome, Josh. Thank you. Well, no, I think that's a great question, man. Cause once again, we all want to know what are the morning routines that you do that make you, that help you become successful? What are the evening things that you possibly do? So I, I, I love the fact that I was able to share it because what I've done once again is I have completely R and D a lot of the things that I do, but I've grown it so that it impacts me. It, it, it fills those foundational cups in my life. So you have to personalize it for you. And I, I also appreciate how you, you pointed <clears throat> out that it's, that it's a dynamic thing, right? It's going to constantly change. Yeah. It's not like you set one morning routine, one evening routine, and that's it forever. Yeah. No, it's constantly evolving. So yeah. that's awesome. Thank you. So let's, so speaking of evolving, let's evolve this conversation into birthdays. That's a great segue. Yeah, it is. It's birthdays, right? And it's not your birthday. It's not my birthday. No. Uh, it's actually nobody's birthday that I know of right now. I haven't at least gotten updated from Facebook yet. So uh, <laughs> I, no birthdays today as, as I'm aware of. However, um, I want to talk about birthdays. Uh, we had one of our, uh, uh, one of our fans, one of our um, uh, people that follow us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say fans. Subscribers. Subscribers. There we go. Thank you. That's the better word right there. Yeah. Uh, they, they, one of the questions they had is, hey, can you talk about like the struggle with birthdays? You know, I'm turning a certain age and I don't look forward ever to my birthday. And, you know, really, it got me thinking, I don't know a lot of people actually that look forward to their birthdays. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I remember, so I, so I was thinking about this a lot. Um, you know, when I turned 30, so I was out of baseball at the age of 26. And, uh, at that time, obviously the most devastating thing that happened in my life wasn't supposed to happen. Don't know why it happened. Mm-hmm. Right. And at the age of 30, that was the death of me officially. That was the death of JK. That was the death of J Cal. That was the death of ski with all my nicknames that I had, mm-hmm. um, special K, all of these things, right? Special K's cause I threw, I, I struck out a lot of guys. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, it was done. It was over. It was official. There was no going back to that life. And there was, you know, before that there was always some hope, right? So in my mind, I might as well have been turning 60 where life was over and I was going into retirement 
but not because I was independently financially wealthy, right? Yep. And so I was able to relive those emotions. And as I thought about it, when this question uh, that this uh, uh, subscriber, uh, she asked and wanted to you know, talk about is, so I was looking at those emotions, or feeling those emotions, I should say, of what that was like. And, and here's some notes that I just kind of took from that. Um, I remember when I, re- when I turned 30, I remember that I had unfulfilled dreams that I was not ever going to be able to experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so as I think of people, as they're turning as another age, another year older, I got to imagine that they're feeling some of this anxiety in their life as well, too. Right. Unfulfilled dreams. Oh, my gosh, I'm 45 years old and I still haven't accomplished this thing in my life. Right. Um, I haven't I haven't I haven't fulfilled that dream that I had when I was a child or when I was a teenager, or when I was a young adult, when I visioned me, when, when I said I was going to be 45 years old. When I was 20, I thought I'd be this far in my life, you bet. right? And and I think those are the emotions that a lot of people feel. Um, the other thing is, is I didn't have clarity on on or in where I wanted to go. Like I, I didn't have a vision of my life when I turned 30. And I find that a lot of people, the anxiety that they get from turning another year older is because they don't have the answers to these really simple but very complicated, hard questions in their life. So I, I feel like you're 100% right. I mean, I think we've all been there. You know, anybody who's who's lived beyond their 20s can identify with what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for you at 30, you know, you thought you were going to be, you know, retiring from maybe baseball at 30 yeah, years old, right? Exactly, yeah. You didn't realize that you had been retired for four years and yeah. now you were just giving up on the dream. Right. So. I think we're, we're probably not programmed in our 20s to think about what life looks like in our 30s or 40s or 50s or, or so on. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it, right? You're like, nobody told me it was going to be like this. Right. Well, and I think the also, too, I look at it as going, man, you know, when I thought I'd be 45 years, I'm 44 right now, mm-hmm. so I still got the entire year before I turn 45. But, I, you know, w- when I turned 45, back when I was 20, I'd be like, man, I should be so mature. I should have all my crap together. I should be this far ahead in life. I should be accomplishing this. I should have done this. I got, you know, so you have these aspirations that, you know, maybe they're unrealistic to a certain point. And listen, there's other people that are, you know, 45 years old that I'm like, you have completely crushed your bucket list. Like way to go, bro. Right. But some of us mature later in life. Some of us uh, understand these, these things a little bit later. And then we start to work on it. You know, when I, when I, once again, when I look, when I turned 30, like I wasn't working towards anything that was achievable. Like I was literally just trying to survive the day, get out of bed, go make some money to support my family. That like, that was the vision mm-hmm. at that. And it was such a, a small and, uh, and easily achievable in a sense mission for myself. Sure. Uh, but it was also very, um, very low standards for what I was used to setting in my life. Sure. Well, I, I mean, I think it's safe to say, going back to our, our earlier topic, you weren't really passionate about what you were doing at that point. Would you agree? Oh, with do, that? I, yeah, I wasn't passionate because I didn't have purpose in my How life. About it? Right. Yes. And so here's the thing is I want you to know is that I absolutely love my birthdays now. I do. Like I look forward, I, and in fact, before this question was asked of me, I have thought about this. Like I look forward to my 45th birthday, and I don't think a lot of people would say that, 
you know, but I want you to be able to say that. This is the whole point of this of this podcast because I want you to I want to help walk you through why you should look forward to your birthdays, right? The reason why I look forward to this one coming up is because I have goals that are surrounding that date. Right, I have so goal. I have goals that are going to be surrounding when my when that birthday comes. That I know that I'm going to be focused on. I have clarity in my life like I've never had before, and I'm constantly pursuing that clarity in my life. I'm constantly looking and searching, or not searching. I'm constantly moving towards that man that I know that I want to become. Right. And, mm-hmm. and to, so when I get to 45, I get to be able to say, Hey, listen, this is all the hard work I did to become this man at this age now. And I think once you have clarity in your life, it helps, it helps you when you have a vision, right? I have a vision for who I want to become like I've never had before. And I have purpose of what I'm being called to do. And so as you are thinking about this birthday coming up, because we all have one, what is it that you envision? What are the goals you want to achieve by that time? What is the purpose of your life going forward from this moment, right? Those are questions to be asking, but I, I have really, I have three questions that I feel are really powerful that I want people to walk away with. And I really, really encourage you to spend some time to think about these questions. Number one is, what am I not happy within my life that I'm currently doing? What am I not happy with in my life that I am currently doing? And we all have a list. You bet. You bet (laughs) we do. You know, we all have a list of things. We're like, gosh, if I could never do that again, I would be totally happy with it. Right? Like me, I'm like, if I could never do a dish again in my (laughs) life, I would never, I I don't want to do that again. But you know, think of, think big, think of it, dude, it could be your job. Like I do not like my job and I could, I would love it if I never had to do this again. Good for you for identifying it. Mm -hmm. Okay. The second question though, here's the follow up to that is like, how do you stop doing it? So you've identified the pain point. You've identified the thing that you hate doing in your life. Now you have to figure out the roadmap to stop doing it. You know, I made this decision um, about five years ago that I was going to stop actively selling real estate in our company. Mm-hmm. I identified the thing that I did not want to do anymore. Yeah. Okay. But then I had to then I had to create the roadmap to actually stop doing it. Sure. You know, we talk about, so so earlier in our week, we talked about goals and accomplishments. Mm-hmm. This is kind of one of those things like, okay, the thing that you want to stop doing Okay, the goal is to stop doing it. Well, how do you actually accomplish it? Well, you create a roadmap and then you follow it, right? You take action on that roadmap. And the last thing that I would say is this, is this, what do I love that I can replace it with? Because you're going to have this void. You're going to have this thing in, there in your life that you were so used to doing that you did not like to do. Mm-hmm. And now you can replace it with something that you love to do. That is great. Uh, so, uh, I heard a few things there, and I kind of want to recap those. So as you were talking about, you know, looking forward to your birthdays as, you know, like a goal, there's, there's that old uh, quote that says a, a goal without a deadline is just a dream. Yeah. Right? So why not make those birthdays your deadlines? Sure. sure. I love I mean, it, dude. That's great. Know, and, you yeah. know, one, one of the other things I know that you did when you decided to stop selling real estate is you said, hey, listen, 
I have to figure out a way to replace that income. Yeah. Right. So I, and I also, I'm not going to leave my family out in the cold. So I need to provide for them. So you, you, you set a, a deadline to save a certain amount of money. And yeah. that's what mm-hmm. allowed you to move forward, right? Confidently. And then one of the other things I heard was uh, that the Kalinowskis are, are getting a housekeeper. Is that is that the other thing I heard? Because you don't <laughs> yeah. want to do dishes anymore. <laughs> I would love that. Would you do that? Yes, I'd love that. Yeah. Okay, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, she already knows we have an we have a mutual agreement. She knows that I do not like to do the dishes, mm-hmm. uh, and so she is just amazing at you know I do the things that she doesn't like to do, and she does the things to a certain point that I don't love to do. So wonderful. Um, but I will tell you, as a good husband <clears throat> and as a good partner. Uh, that I, I do help on those dishes. I've been called out by my boys, my Kingsmen, uh, and they've told me, hey, listen, it's okay to do things you don't like to do. I hear it. You know, for those that you love. So okay. um, so anyway, so I hope that helps. Uh, you know, once again, going back to that, you know, that last question is, uh, you know, what do I love to do uh, that I can replace it with? And I would just say this, just do more of that in your life. Why not? You know, why not? Seriously. Absolutely. You know, and you talk about this and, <clears throat> and you, this, this podcast, this is something that we like to do. Yes. Now we, we have a lot that. of other things that we have to do sure. in order to have this time. Yeah. But you know, at some point when, when the book is a million seller, you're going to be able to podcast as you're living. Right. right. So I, I love that. And, and that's thinking on the larger scale, but think about the other things. If it's, you know, if it's something that you just really enjoy doing, how do you get there, right? What right. is the roadmap? And I, I love that term roadmap because we've yeah. all followed one. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely, buddy. Well, I hope this was helpful. This was, uh, this was fun, man. It was good to be back in the studio with you. I love the subject that we talked about today. It's so relevant. It's so important. And, you know, listen, James and I are walking through this as well, too. These are things that we are constantly dealing with in our lives as well. And I'm challenging, I'm challenging him. I'm challenging myself to be thinking about what are the things that we love to do more often? Like, and, and what are the things you don't like to do? And how can we take those things off our plates mm-hmm. and, and, and have somebody else do those things right now in their life. Uh, and I would just encourage you, you want to celebrate, you want to love your birthdays. You've got to find more things that you love to do and stop doing the things that you do not love to do. So get a vision, have some purpose in your life and, uh, you will enjoy and you'll be able to celebrate those amazing birthdays. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Love you guys all have a fantastic rest of your week. Share this with somebody. I know there's somebody out there that needs to hear this message and then go buy the book, go buy the book, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, JK website, you got it. It's out.